Black Plastic Mutiny Radio Dot FM
Question with an answer in the early morning hours. As the streets of Taipo come to life, one man is already hard at work, practicing a dying art. that eight years from now, ten years from now, no one in Hong Kong will, will yeah. remember how to do this. Yeah. He has been doing this since 1945. He learned this from his father. This is nearly all that remains of a once powerful tradition. One old man's tiny flower-covered workshop in a cramped apartment on the top floor of an unremarkable building. And why not? There's like less than three stuff doing in this time, traditional style. After he retired, no one continue his business. Under faded photographs of his mother and father from whom he learned his craft, he makes noodles as he was taught to do many years ago. There's two types of flour? Yeah. Duck eggs? And sodium water to add some bite to the noodle, and then he's going to use the bag. It 
one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. A bamboo pole, an ancient workbench. It's disfiguring, making noodles this way, where the bamboo meets flesh. And young men don't want to do that to themselves, he explains. But to do otherwise is unthinkable, he says. It's really interesting that he's not mixing, that he's just keep pushing and pushing. Maybe that's why the density of the noodles come from, the, the, the truiness in your mouth. I know there's all sorts of technological terms for what's going on here, like developing of glutens. We're talking flour, yeah. eggs, water. Water, yeah. But, but by the way he's handling this, that's all that it fits in the world. Mm. 2,000 years of trial and error, you get it. <laughs> Chef Bobby is the best of the bunch.
College 54. I shut my eyes and all the world drops dead. I lift my lids and all is born again. I think I made you up inside my head. The stars go waltzing out in blue and red. An arbitrary blackness gallops in. I shut my eyes and all the world drops dead. I dreamed that you bewitched me into bed and sung me moonstruck, kissed me quite insane. I think I made you up inside my head. God topples from the sky, hell's fires fades, it's seraphim and Satan's men. world drops dead. I lift my lids and all is born again. I think I made you up inside my head. The stars go waltzing out in blue and red. An arbitrary blackness gallops in. I shut my eyes and all the world drops dead. I dreamed that you bewitched me into bed and sung me moonstruck, kissed me quite, kissed me quite insane. I think I made you up inside my head. God topples from the sky, hell's fires fade. Exit seraphim and Satan's men. I shut my eyes and all the world drops dead. I fancied you'd return the way you said, but I grow old and I forget your name. I think I made you up inside my head. I should have loved a thunderbird instead. you'd return the way you said but I grow old and I forget your name I think I made you up inside my head my head I should have loved a Thunderbird instead at least when spring comes they roar back again I shut my eyes and all the world drops dead I think I made you up inside my head that summer too Harper's magazine
held out a hand to Doreen, and without a word, they both started to jitterbug, still hanging onto their glasses. I sat cross-legged on one of the beds and tried to look devout and impassive like some businessman I once saw watching an Algerian ballet dancer. But as soon as I leaned back and back against the wall and stuffed the rabbit, the bed started to roll out into the room. So I sat down on the bearskin on the floor and leaned back against the bed and said, held out a hand to Doreen, and without a word, they both started to jitterbug, still hanging on to their glasses, glasses. I sat cross-legged on one of the beds and tried to look devout and impassive like some businessman I once saw watching an Algerian belly dancer. But as soon as I leaned back against the wall under the stuffed rabbit, the bed started to roll out into the room. So I sat down on a bearskin on the floor and leaned back against the bed instead. My drink was wet and depressing. Each time I took another sip, it tasted more and more like dead water. Around the middle of the glass, there was painted a pink lasso with yellow polka dots. I drank to about an inch below the lasso and waited a bit. And when I went to take another sip, the drink was up to lasso level again. Out of the air, Lenny's ghost voice boomed. Why, oh why, did I ever leave Wyoming? The two of them didn't even stop jitterbugging during the intervals. I felt myself shrinking to a small black dot against all those red and white rugs and that pine paneling. I felt like a hole in the ground. There is something demoralizing about watching two people get more and more crazy about each other especially when you're the only extra person in the room. It's like watching Paris from an express caboose heading in the opposite direction. Every second the city gets smaller and smaller, only you feel it's really you getting smaller and smaller and lonelier and lonelier, rushing away from all those lights and that excitement at about a million miles an hour. Every so often, Lenny and Doreen would bang into each other and kiss and then swing back and take a long drink and close in on each other again. I thought I might just lie down on the bearskin and go to sleep until Doreen felt ready to go back to the hotel. Then Lenny gave a terrible roar. I sat up. Doreen was hanging on to Lenny's left earlobe with her teeth. Let go, you bitch. Lenny stooped and Doreen went flying up onto his shoulder and her glass sailed out of her hand in a long, wide arc and fetched up against the pine paneling with a silly tinkle. Lenny was still roaring and whirling round so fast I couldn't see Doreen's face. I noticed in the routine way you noticed the color of somebody's eyes that Doreen's breasts had popped out of her dress and were swinging out slightly like full brown melons as she circled belly down on Lenny's shoulder, thrashing her legs in the air and screeching. And then they both started to laugh and slow up. And Lenny was trying to bite Doreen's hip through her skirt when I let myself out the door before anything more could happen and managed to get downstairs by leaning with both hands on the banister and half sliding the whole way.
tell. Walking has never phased me. I just set out in the right direction, counting the blocks under my breath, under my breath. And when I walked into the lobby of the hotel, I was perfectly sober and my feet only slightly swollen. But that was my own fault because I hadn't bothered to wear any stockings. The lobby was empty except for a night clerk dozing in his lit booth among the key rings and the silent telephones. I slid into the self-service elevator and pushed the button for my floor. The doors folded shut like a noiseless accordion. And my ears went funny. And I noticed a big, smudgy-eyed Chinese woman staring idiotically into my face. It was only me, of course. I was appalled to see how There wasn't a soul in the hall. I let myself into my room. It was full of smoke. At first I thought the smoke had materialized out of thin air as a sort of judgment. But then I remembered it was Doreen's smoke and pushed the button that opened the window vent. They had the windows fixed so you couldn't really open them and lean out. And for some reason, this made me furious. By standing at the left side of the window and laying my cheek to the woodwork, I could see downtown to where the UN balanced itself in the dark like a weird green Martian honeycomb. I could see the moving red and white lights along the drive and the lights of the bridges whose names I didn't know. The silence depressed me. It wasn't the silence of silence. It was my own silence. I knew perfectly well the cars were making a noise and the people in them and behind the lit windows of the buildings were making a noise and the river was making a noise, but I couldn't hear a thing. The city hung in my window, flat as a poster, glittering and blinking, but it might just as well not have been there at all for the good it did me. The china-white bedside telephone could have connected me up with things, but there it sat, dumb as a death's head. I tried to think of people I'd given my phone number to so I could make a list of all the possible calls I might be about to receive, but all I He say, he say, he say, he say, one for the trouble, two for the time. Come on, girls, let's rock that. Five, five, thirty, tell me everybody's side. DJ spinning, I said, my, my, flashes back, flashes back, flashes fast, flashes cool, Francois, c'est pas, flash ain't no dude. He say, one for the trouble, two for the time. Come on, girls, let's rock that. Thank you. 
Mama love.